Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer to watch Match of the Day or ITV Hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location, a Liberty Shield VPN gets you around that block, allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25 and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router and any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homeware company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy, Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable hosted by Kevin DeVries on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now... On with the show. What's good, boys and girls? Two-footed podcast. Today is Saturday. You'll be hearing this on Monday. So where you are, it is New Year's Day. Where I am, it is December 30th. Uh, I'm recording this before the 3 p.m. kickoffs in the Premier League, but after the early kickoff, which saw Chelsea beat Luton 3-2 at Kenilworth Road. Chelsea had gone three up. And Luton fought back. Probably should have gotten an equaliser, missed some big chances. And Chelsea were very much clinging on at the end. What I wanted to do today is we're halfway into the season. 19 games, Luton and Chelsea have played, well, Chelsea have played 20. Luton have now completed 19. We're halfway through the season. I thought we'd go back to the summer and we'd have a look at the transfer windows of each club. And we give them a grading so far because, you know, we've got half a season of evidence now of 
how most of these things are working out. And we can have a better look at whether teams did the right thing or the wrong thing. So we'll just go alphabetically through this. And we'll start with Arsenal. Now, obviously, it's very hard to give a complete grade on this because Jurian Timber got injured in the first game of the season and hasn't played and probably won't play again this season. So he's an incomplete. Rice has obviously been a good buy, although, you know, Arsenal are 10 points worse off than they were last season and no team in the league has gained more points compared to this point last year than West Ham. So he hasn't been the transformative player. Well, he's been transformative for West Ham. He hasn't been the transformative player that people claim he's been for Ar- for Arsenal, but he has been good. Um, Kai Havertz has not been good. I know he's played better lately. I know he's got some goals, but he has not been good. Overall, I think that's a B window. Now, again, it's incomplete because of the Julian Timber part of it. If you just based it on results, you'd be saying F because they're 10 points worse off than they were this point last season. But I think Timber will be a success. I still think Kai Havertz can be a success. He's just not a midfielder. I think if they play him in the front three, I think he could be a success. I think if he played as the nine with Martinelli and Jesus either side and Saka played in midfield, I think they'd be better off. Now, it would still be an awkward fit in midfield because, you know, Saka and Odegaard, there's going to be some overlap there. You've only really got Rice then from a defensive point of view, and he's got issues in terms of the build-up and his awareness. So it still wouldn't be great. I mean, one option might be to try Bakayo Saka at left-back. Is that criminal? I don't know. Like He's really good there. I think he could be a really good player in that role. You'd need to then bring in your defensive midfielder. But, I mean, maybe. Maybe it's worth trying. He could invert into the midfield, and you could play a three-box three in possession where Saka goes into an attacking midfield role and you get Rice and your defensive midfielder sitting in and Saka joins Odegaard in front of them behind a front three of Jesus, Havertz and Martinelli. I think that would be quite interesting. And you'd still have, say, Tommy Asu or or White or Timber when he's back, Saliba and Gabriel as a back three. I do think there's ways for this to work out a lot better than it has so far. So overall, I'd give it a B. I can see potential in it. And I, like I say, I do really like Timber. And Rice has been good for them. And Havertz is just a matter of using him properly. They're just not doing that as as things stand. Aston Villa. They signed Yuri Tielemans. They signed Pau Torres. They signed Musa Diaby. They brought in Zaniolo and Langley on loan. Zaniolo has been hit and miss. Langley has been pretty poor. But I think Tielemans has been good. Um, limited opportunities, but I think he's been good when he's played. Pau Torres has been excellent when he's played. And Musa Diaby started like a house on fire. Hasn't been great the last month or so. But overall, I still think that's a solid B-plus window as we stand right now. Moving on to Bournemouth. They brought in Justin Clivert, Hamid Traore on a permanent after he joined in the January on a loan with an obligation. Roman Favre, who they subsequently loaned, loaned out straight away. Milos Kerkez, Alex Scott, Max Ahrens, Tyler Adams. Enoch Radu and Luis Sinistera came in on loan. Uh, Sinistera's had a couple of good games, but he hasn't played enough yet. Radu has barely played. Clivert's been very hit and miss. Hamid Traore... He hasn't played, you know, he just hasn't played enough. Same with Tyler Adams, same with Alex Scott. Milos Kirkus has been good, but he is young and he is inconsistent. And Max Ahrens has been a little bit up and down. Overall, I think as things stand, you're looking at about a C on that window. But I do think there's real potential for that to work out as an excellent window because I think Kirkus is going to be a star. I think Alex Scott is going to be a star. Tyler Adams is excellent, and when he comes back, I think it's a big, big help to them. I think Sinistera's got a lot more to show. And Hamid Traore, I'm a big fan of. So I I do think this window can work out at an A grade for them in time, but right now I'd award it a C. On to Brentford. 
Uh, Mark Flecken, Kevin Shade, they made that deal permanent. Nathan Collins, uh, they've brought in Neil Mopay on loan. Right now, it, it's looking like a bit of a D window. I think mostly because of failure to get the striker in that they desperately need. Um, Mark Flecken's been pretty good. Shade got injured early in the season. He'll be back soon enough. Nathan Collins has been up and down. Um, he's not been helped by the fact that there's been a lot of chopping and changing around him with injuries, the fullback situation where both of them are out injured and they're playing midfielders at wing back and the center back to the side of him are changing. Sometimes he's not even the one in the middle. Sometimes he's playing to the side. I think he'll benefit from a settled defense, but right now I'm going to go with D um, Brighton and Hove Albion, João Pedro, Mahmoud Dahoud, James Milner, Bart Verbruggen, Igor Julio, and Carlos Beliba, as well as Ansu Fati on loan. Um, Joe Pedro's been very good. Dahoud has been hit and miss. Milner's been largely dreadful. Just on Milner, a lot of people got a little bit upset with me last night when I pointed out that if Milner does pass Gareth Barry for most appearances in the Premier League, it will be utterly meaningless, given Gareth Barry has played 15,000 minutes more in the Premier League than James Milner. Now, do you want to know how long that is? James Milner was at Liverpool for eight years and played just under 13,000 minutes. So he'd need to have his Liverpool career again and a couple more years, probably three more years, to catch Gareth Barry. That's how much more football Gareth Barry played. So Milner's been a squad player for 11 of the last 13 years. That's what he gave his career up to be, a squad player. Um... Verbruggen, he's a young goalkeeper. He's made some mistakes. He's had some really good games. He's not been helped by this constant chopping and changing and Jason Steele playing. Jason Steele is not good enough to play in the Premier League. I think that's poor management by Deserby. Igor Julio, another one that hasn't quite settled in yet. He doesn't really suit playing left back. He hasn't got a consistent run at centre back. So we'll wait and see how he works out. Belieber's had some really good performances, and then he's had some games where he just looks a little bit lost. Uh, and Ansu Fati started slow, started playing well, and then got injured. Right now, it's a C window. Uh, potential for a lot better, largely because of Pedro and Belieber. But they didn't quite address all of their needs. They desperately needed a right back because uh, Joel Veltman is, is pretty much washed at this point. And they didn't go and address that. They probably needed one more body in midfield. Uh, they were linked with Lucas Gornadot and they didn't get him. So I think they just left themselves short. And especially with Europe, like you're seeing it now with the injuries that they have. And it's largely because of the amount of games that they've had to play, which a lot of their players are not used to playing. Uh, we'll move on to Burnley. Dara O'Shea. Jordan Bayer, who they had on loan, made that one permanent. Michael Obafemi, Zeki Amdoni, James Trafford, Luca Koliosu, Sander Berger, Wilson Odebert, Hans Delacroix, Aaron Ramsey, Han Noah Masengo, and then they brought in Jakob Brunlarsson and Mike Tresser on loan. Loads and loads and loads of wingers. One, two, three... Four, five, five. I would say six wingers because I think Andoni's more of a winger than he is, or inside four than he is a nine. Um, too many wingers, not enough strikers. Uh, didn't get the lead centre back. There's a lot of talent in the group that they signed. I really like what I see of Andoni. Kodiashu looks a star in the making. Audibert looks a star in the making. I think Aaron Ramsey's got big, big potential. And I do quite like James Trafford. I think he's shown a lot of positives for them this year. But overall, I mean, you know, you have to base it on how things are going. And right now, they're second bottom of the league with 11 points. And they look like they're struggling to really adapt to the Premier League. Now, some of that is, you know, tactical naivety from the manager. Some of it is just that they don't have 
a leader at the back and they don't have someone that can put the ball in the net at the other end. It was an incomplete window. There's a lot of talent there. It could become something good down the line. If they can bring those players down into the championship with them, the likes of Amdoni, Odebert, uh, Kolioshu and Ramsey, that then becomes very, very interesting because in the championship with a year to develop and a year to battle harden, they could be a really interesting team if they come back up after that. Uh, I'll give it a C. Chelsea. Uh, Nicholas Jackson, Christopher Nkunku, Diego Moreira, Angelo Gabriel, Lucas, oh, sorry, Leslie Ogachoku, Axel de Sassi, Robert Sanchez, Moises Caicedo, Romeo Lavia, David Washington, Dorde Petrovic, Cole Palmer. Um, far too many players. Far, far too many players. After what they'd done last summer and in January, it was just far too many. Uh, Jackson's been okay. And Kunku obviously hasn't played a whole lot because of the injury. Um, Marrera is out on loan. And uh, Angelo Gabriel is out on loan. Ogachoku has not impressed. De Sassi has been poor. Sanchez was poor. Caicedo's been poor. Lavi has barely played. Washington, does he exist? I think he's played once. Uh, Petrovic looks decent. He does look decent. And Cole Palmer, to be fair to him, has been pretty good. Um and he got two goals this morning against Luton. But look at where they are on the table. You know, look at where they are on the table. They won this morning. And they're still only in 10th. And everybody above them has a game in hand. That's their situation. Now, Newcastle play Liverpool this weekend. So if Newcastle don't win, then Chelsea will have a chance to overtake them uh, in the next week or so. But... I just can't see how you give it anything other than a D, to be totally honest. Lots and lots and lots of talent. None of it working out thus far. Crystal Palace, Jefferson Lerma, Matthias Franke, Dean Henderson. Lerma's been pretty good for them. Franke's barely played, and Henderson's barely played because he got injured. They also signed Rob Holding, uh, which I forgot about. They brought him in on deadline day, and he has played once. Um... Has he played once in the league or twice in the league? Let me just pull this up. Rob Holding. He's, I know he's not played very much anyway. Uh, he hasn't played in the league. He's played He's played no games in the league. He's played 90 minutes in the EFL Cup. Um, I don't know if he's been injured. I don't, I don't know. He hasn't been listed on the injury report in a good while, but you just never know. Um, is he on the bench for them today? They're playing Brentford today. And Rob Holding is not on the bench. I assume he is injured or something else has gone on. But um, they didn't address right back. Frank is barely played. I do like what they did. They just didn't do enough. But I think I'd give it a C. Overall, I'd give it a C because I do think Lerma's been good and Henderson, since coming in back into the team after the injury, has looked a lot better um, than than what we were seeing from Sam Johnston. And I, I like I think Frank has got the potential to be really, really good for them. Uh, we'll do Everton and Fulham and then we'll go to break. Everton, they brought in Ashley Young. He's been poor. Chermetti, he's barely played. And Beto who I do quite like the look of. I just don't think he was worth the $25.8 million that they paid for him. And he scored three goals in 18 games, two of which were in the League Cup. Um, one of them was against Doncaster. So that hasn't really worked so far. They also brought in Arnaud Danjuma, who can't get in the team, and Jack Harrison on loan. Jack Harrison's been good for them. Uh, it's a C window. It's a C window. They're just not getting enough out of the players. But there is potential there with if they gave Dan Juma a run in the team. Um, is he in the team for today? They're playing Wolves away. Has he been named in the team? I'm guessing no. No, he has not. Uh, he is on the bench, however. Um, no, 5-4-1 for Daishi today. Um Right. Next up is Fulham. 
Raul Jimenez, Calvin Bassi, Adama Traore, Timothy Castanier, Stephen Bender brought in as a backup goalkeeper, and Alex Awobi, they also loaned in Fode Balotouré. I don't think he's played a whole bunch. Uh, four appearances in the league, two in the League Cup. Um, Bassi has been ragged. Jimenez, I mean, I've always liked Jimenez. He's only got four goals and 16 Premier League appearances. Castanier's been pretty good. Adama's been injured a fair bit. Uh, right now, it's it's striking me as a D window. I, I don't think there's been any of the signings. Oh, well, to be fair, no, Awobi makes it a C. Awobi's been good. So Awobi makes it a C. I do think Awobi has been good. Um, we'll go to break. When we come back, we will have a look at the other 10 teams. We'll do some news. We'll do some gossip. And, uh, yeah, so I'll see you in a sec. Just a short pod today. Right, welcome back. So, uh, before we jump in and go through Liverpool, through the Wolves, um, just in case you weren't aware, a comparison of each team's points won in the Premier League this season compared to the same stage last season uh, West Ham plus 18 points, Villa plus 14, Liverpool plus 13, Everton plus 11. Now, that might be plus 21 if they hadn't had 10 points deducted. Uh, Bournemouth plus 9, Wolves plus 8, Spurs plus 3, Brighton minus 1. Manchester City, who people routinely tell me are finished and washed and all the rest, minus 2. Chelsea minus 3. Nottingham Forest, minus three. Crystal Palace, minus five. Brentford, minus seven. Manchester United, minus eight. Newcastle, minus nine. Fulham, minus ten. And mighty Arsenal, the greatest team ever assembled with the greatest player that's ever lived. Lothar Mateus uh, reinvented. He's better than Rodri. He's the transformative signing of the season. A bargain at 105 million, don't you know? Uh, they're minus 10. So, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, let's get back in. Liverpool next. Then we'll do Luton, Man City, and Man United. So let's get those up and open. Uh, Liverpool. Signed McAllister, signed Zabozlai, signed Endo, and signed Gravenberg. McAllister's been good, not great, but good. Zabozlai started great, probably dropped back to good over the last month or so. Endo started quite poorly. He's become good, and Gravenberg has been absolutely dreadful. Uh, I would say it's a B-plus thus far. I think it has the potential to be an A if Klopp would use McAllister and Zabozlai in the correct manner. Um, Endo's been the surprise Gravenberg has been the disappointment but not if you'd actually watched him play for the two years prior to him signing uh, Luton Town Ogbena, Anderson, Chong Nakamba, Giles, Kaminsky Barkley Brown, Krul Menji and Andros Townsend also loaned in Isakibore and Albert Sambi Lakonga um Albena has been good in flashes. Chong has been good in flashes. Nakamba has been decent, but he's had some injuries which have held him back. Uh, Mads Anderson hasn't played a huge amount, I don't believe. Uh, Let's pull that up. Mads Anderson. Yeah, only eight games in the Premier League, less than 400 minutes. Um, But he's been decent, to be fair to him. He is a decent player. Um, Kaminsky's been okay Barkley has been excellent Ross Barkley has been an excellent signing Krul isn't in the team Menji's been pretty good as well I've been impressed with him and Andros Townsend to his credit has also done quite well Um, Jacob Brown don't really I can't think of anything notable he's done he's played a fair bit he's a depth piece for them but he runs around a lot. So, you know, 
Uh, Kabore's been pretty good, and Sambi Lakanga has been injured. Lakanga, sorry, has been injured. So, as I said at the time, they bought a championship team. That's what they did. They went out and they bought themselves a team to be ready to go back down and have a good shot at coming straight back up. So, it's working for what they bought, but you'd like to see a bit more from some of the players, and they'll probably have to do some more bits in January. We'll give them a C. Uh, Man City, Kovacic, Kvardiol, Doku, Nunes. Um, Kovacic has had some injury issues, hasn't really found a rhythm. Kvardiol has been pretty poor. Doku's been good. Nunes has been good when he's played, but he hasn't played enough in terms of minutes. So a B minus, I think. I think there's a lot of potential with that window, especially Kvardiol and Doku. And I think Nunes is a really good player as is Kovacic. So I do think as the season progresses, we'll see a lot more from them. I still make them favourites to win the league. Um, Manchester United. Well, this will be interesting. Mason Mount, Johnny Evans, Onana, Hoysland, and Beyinder. Mount has been a disaster. Onana has been a disaster. Hoysland has won Premier League goal. Um, Beyinder hasn't played enough. Um, I saw... I saw something regarding Onana. Yeah, here it is. Uh, six games in the championship. Sorry, in the Champions League. 15 goals conceded. Uh, 19 games in the Premier League. 25 goals conceded. Two games in the EFL Cup. Three goals conceded. 27 games, 43 goals conceded. That is dreadful. Uh, Johnny Evans has been their best signing, and they signed him on a free on a short-term deal. That's an F window, I'm afraid. That is an F window. But I do think, I do think that Hoysland has the potential to be outstanding. It just hasn't worked yet. Newcastle, Minta, Tonali, Barnes, Livermento, and Lewis Hall. Uh, Minta's out on loan. Tonali is banned for the rest of the season. Uh, Barnes has been injured. Livermento's been impressive, but he's not played a whole lot. And Lewis Hall simply hasn't played a whole lot. It hasn't worked out well for them, and that's why they're running the existing players into the ground. So I'm afraid it's a D window, but it does have the potential to be an A because I think Hall and Livermento are that talented and could be that good in two years' time. But they've got to be playing. Like They've just got to be playing. Nottingham Forest. Obviously, they've sacked the manager, so the transfers didn't work out great. Chris Wood made that one a permanent. Ola Aina, Murillo, Matt Turner, Anthony Alanga, Nicholas Dominguez, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Odysseus, Sanger, Omabamadeli, Montiel, Santos, Tavares, and Origi. Uh, working backwards up there in the loan signings, those last four. Origi's been awful. Tavares has not been good, but he has had some injuries. Santos has barely played. Montiel is their best right back. For some reason, he doesn't get enough games, but hopefully Nuno will just make him a regular starter because he is very good. Uh, Oma Bamadeli, he's barely played. Has he played once in all competitions? No, he hasn't. Yeah, I think he might have played once. I think he might have played once across in, in the cup. Let me see. He's played twice in the cup. Twice in the cup. So, um... Oh, the first round of that might have been with Norwich. Let's see. No, he would have been cup-tied then. He played played both those. He actually hasn't played at all for Forest. Those two cup games were with <laughs> were with uh, were with Norwich. He has not played at all. He has been injured. Um, he joined injured. I think he got hurt in his last game. I think he's got the potential to be really good, but hasn't played. Um... Sanger has been pretty good. Odysseus came in, looked good, then looked bad and got dropped again. hudson Adoy has been poor, but starting to show a bit more signs of life. Dominguez hasn't impressed. Murillo's been pretty good. Turner's been a very mixed bag. I've, I like a lot of what I see with Alanga. Consistency is the issue. Ain has been okay. Wood had been poor, but did get a hat-trick against the tune. Um, you got your manager sacked. It's a D, I'm afraid. Sheffield United, this is going to be a D as well because their manager got sacked. But I do like what they did. I mean, Slamin is a good player. 
Traore looks exciting. Trusty, I, I don't really know still. I still watch him play and I don't know if he's any good. He looks good one minute and dreadful the next. Uh, Vinicius Sousa, I have been impressed with. Hammer's been pretty good. Davies hasn't played. I love Cameron Archer, but he doesn't score enough yet. Now, part of that is who he plays for and they don't create a lot of chances. He's only got three goals in the league this season and 15 appearances. But I love his all-round game. I'd be tempted to actually give them a C. They just didn't do enough, but I'll give them a C. Uh, Tottenham. Kulosevsky, he was there, but they made it permanent. Poro, he was there, they made it permanent. Vicario, Madison, Ashley Phillips, Mickey van de Ven, uh, Alessio Velez, and Brennan Johnson. Johnson is not impressed as yet. He's been very, very hit and miss. Much more hit, much more missed than hit. Velez, I quite like the look of him. I think he's got potential. I think he's going to be a really good player. Van de Ven has been awesome, but he is obviously obviously out injured. Phillips hasn't really played or might not have played at all. Uh, Solomon came in on a free. He wasn't great and then he got injured. Poro's been really good this year. Madison was incredible till he got hurt. Vicario has been a top three goalkeeper in the league this season. And Kulisewski's been really good, but obviously he was there before. I think overall, I think it's an A window. But the Brennan Johnson one drags it down a little bit. So I'm going to go B+. It's just unfortunate. He just hasn't. He hasn't really found his role in the team. Now, part of that is he has been played right side, left side. He's not getting a consistent run. But I do like him, and I would back him to be a success there. I, I back that to be an A window. But for now, we'll give it a B plus. West Ham, Alvarez, Ward-Prowse, Mavroponos, and Kudus. Alvarez has been good. Ward-Prowse has been good. Largely set pieces, but overall he's been pretty good. Uh, Mavroponos has been good, and Kudus looks excellent. And of course, they did scam Arsenal out of $105 million, so we're giving them an A for their transfer window. And then finally, Wolves. Uh, they made the Cunha deal permanent. They made the Bubacar Traore deal permanent. They signed Santiago Bueno. They signed Enzo Gonzalez. They re-signed Matt Doherty and they brought in Tommy Doyle on loan. Doyle has impressed. Gonzalez, I don't think he's played for them yet, but he's still really young. No, he hasn't played yet. Um, Super talented. Hasn't played for the senior team yet. Bueno, I quite like the look of, and I think he will work his way into this back three at some point. Traore's been good. He just doesn't play enough for whatever reason. Cunha's been awesome for them. Um, they were oh they signed Bellegarde as well. He's been quite good. They were up against the wall with FFP. They had to sell Nunez, Neves, Collins, Cody, Jimenez to clear their books. They're going to declare a big loss on the year. But overall, I think given the circumstances, they did pretty well. So I'll give them a B. And there we go. Um, I'm r- currently writing a little series of pieces on EPL Index about one kind of area each team needs to address this window. So I've done Arsenal, Villa, Bournemouth and Brentford in the first one. Um, The next one will be Brighton, Burnley, Chelsea and Palace. Then we'll do Everton, Fulham, Liverpool, Luton, then City, United, Newcastle and Forest. And then we'll finish off with Sheffield United, Spurs, West Ham and Wolves. Um, The first piece I think is out already. So when they're all out, then I'll talk about it more on this and see how they how they line up, what, how the pieces line up, or what teams actually address. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much that. We'll do some news. We'll do some gossip. Premier League games are underway. So let's have a look and see what's going on at the moment. You will obviously know the results by the time. Uh, Brentford are one up. Keen Lewis Potter scoring after two minutes. Uh, still nil-nil with City and Sheffield United. Nil-nil with Aston Villa and Burnley. And nil-nil with Wolves and Everton. There's about thir- 12, 13 minutes played, I think, in all of them. So we'll check back in before we finish. Um, as I say that, as I say that, Michael Elise has equalised for Brentford. Uh, I, I love watching him play. Absolutely love watching Michael Elise play football. He is so, so talented. Uh, Jordan Ayew with the equaliser. Um, and 
And Rodri has just put Man City 1-0 up against Sheffield United. You'd imagine that one will hold. Although, you never know. You just never know. City are, City are a little bit more flaky this year than they have been in previous years. Um, Celtic beat Rangers today as well, which obviously is very nice. Um, and a, a, re- a reason for New Year's cheer. Uh, Eric Bailly, Villarreal re-sign former Man United defender following release by Besiktas. Villarreal have re-signed Eric Bailly in an 18-month contract following his release by Besiktas. He was released by the club on Friday, just three months after moving there from Old Trafford. Uh, He played only eight times and was one of five players excluded from the first-team squad. Himself, Abubakar, Jezel, Onana and Rossier. That is, it's still mad that they just decided to do that. Uh, I quite like Onana. He's a good player. Um, But Bailly, look, he made his name at Villarreal. He was really good there. And then he went to United and just was plagued by injuries. I do quite like him as a defender. He's a little bit, a little bit rash at times, but he's very, very quick. He's decent on the ball and he's really good 1v1. So I'm, I'm hoping he goes back there and, and does well at Villarreal. Um, the PFA are exploring legal action over the increasing number of matches. I assume this is in connection with the Champions League being expanded and obviously the 32-team Club World Cup, which will come into effect in a few years, um, despite the fact that you know, you know nobody really wants it. Uh, David Moyes set to open contract talks with West Ham in the new year. Wow. So most of the reporting had been that there wasn't going to be an extension, but he's now beaten United and Arsenal in back-to-back games. And obviously they did win a European trophy last season. So I suppose it makes sense. I, I would move on personally. I like Moyes. I do like Moyes. But there is a, a limit and a ceiling on what he is capable of lifting your team to. And it's probably, you know, sixth or seventh in the league. Maybe you win the League Cup. Maybe. And, you know, you win the Europa Conference League. That's probably the ceiling on a David Moyes team. Um, me and Guy talked about this yesterday. Hamad Traore being out with malaria. Uh, he's been out since November. And he's expected to be out for a while more. That's not ideal. Not ideal at all. He hasn't really played a huge amount this season. Hasn't played since the 1st of November. He had some injuries last season. I I do really like him, though. I think he's a super talented player. Um, We'll do two days worth of gossip because I forgot to do Fridays. And then obviously I didn't do any of the other days, but they're too old now, so we won't bother with them. Arsenal are interested in Matthias De Ligt, although any deal is likely to take place in the summer. I, I'm not really sure where De Ligt would fit in the Arsenal team. Especially just given Arteta likes to have a left-footed centre-back. Maybe maybe he's looking at replacing the greatest centre-back to ever live. Um, Ivan Tony is Arsenal's main January target. They just don't have the money, so it's not going to happen. Roy Hodgson's future as Crystal Palace manager is uncertain as they consider a move for Steve Cooper, who was sacked by Nottingham Forest this month. That's written by Matt Law and John Percy. I just feel like Steve Cooper needs to take a little bit of time before jumping back into another job. Uh, Hodgson is aware his job will be on the line when Palace face Brentford, uh, which, as I say, is is currently 1-1. That's written by Ed Ahrens. Roberto Firmino could leave Al-Ali after only six months with fellow Saudi Pro League sides Al-Shabaab, Al-Etifak and Al-Fatai, as well as Sheffield United and teams from Turkey interested. Uh, Serhu Gorasa is ready to leave Stuttgart in January with AC Milan, Manchester United and Tottenham all interested. Liverpool are set to end Nat Phillips' loan spell um, at Celtic and send him on loan again. 
Chelsea, uh, Crystal Palace are keen on Sunderland's 21-year-old French midfielder Pierre Equa and Paris Saint-Germain's 21-year-old French striker Hugo Ectic. Both would be excellent signings, genuinely excellent signings. Nottingham Forest are in advance talks with Monaco over a deal for Jelson Martins. I love, I love watching Jelson Martins play, but he's very frustrating. A swap deal involving Dusan Vlahovic and Romelu Lukaku could take place next year. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Borussia Dortmund are considering a move for Manchester United's Dan Gore. Okay. Chelsea have agreed a deal with Senegal under-17 midfielder Pape Duada Diong from Senegalese club AF Duro Salam when he turns 18 in January. Another player getting ready for a, a stream of loans. Juventus will prioritise the signing of Pierre-Emil Hoisberg in January. Manchester City will let Calvin Phillips join Newcastle on loan with the 28-year-old set to turn down a move to Juventus. Tottenham want to sign a centre-back by mid-January with Jean-Claire Tadebo top of their shortlist. He would be an outstanding signing. Ange Postacoglu is hopeful Spurs can do early business in the window following injuries to key players. That makes sense. The pressure is increasing on Steven Gerrard at Al Etifak with the former Aston Villa manager side winless since October. They are garbage. It's amazing, though. They signed the greatest leader to have ever led, and yet his leadership is not working. He must have left it at home in his little trousers. Maybe it was actually just the world-class players carrying him along that helped Liverpool win and not his leadership. West Ham are willing to sell Naif Agard in January with several Saudi Arabian clubs interested. That would be strange. Eintracht Frankfurt want to sign Sasa Kalasic on loan until the end of the season. He's not getting his game at Wolves, so makes sense. Jan and Villa is open to a return to Sunderland. The 33-year-old is a free agent. Really, really like Jan and Villa. Always, always will like Jan and Villa. Keep them screenshots in your phones. Sevilla, Leon and Freiburg are interested in signing Hannibal Mejbri on loan in January. And Leon need all the help they can get. West Ham defender Tilo Carrere is a target for Roma, who want a centre-back in January. Okay. Manchester City are closing in on a deal for River Plate's 18-year-old Argentine midfielder Claudio Echeverri. He's super talented. Super, super talented. Echeverri is set to spend some time at Girona before being integrated into Pep Guardiola's squad. That makes sense. Lonham, Spain is an easier transition from Argentina if he's moving to Europe. I don't know if he'd get game time at Girona right now, though. They're doing so well. They probably don't want to upset the balance, but a move like that does make more sense than trying to throw him into the city squad straight away. The reason Alvarez could do it is because Alvarez came over at 21. That kid is 17. He'll be 18 when he moves. He's also quite lightweight at the moment. Um, Real Madrid will make a fresh attempt to sign Kylian Mbappe and have given him a mid-January deadline to decide if he wants to join in the summer. Real will offer him a signing bonus of 110 million and 23 million per year. <laughs> Liverpool Liverpool are in the running to sign Mbappe. No, they're not. They're not a hope for the in the running to sign him. Arsenal are keen on Victor Osman, Victor Boniface, and Laturo Martinez. I'm keen on a Bugatti, a Lamborghini, and a Koenigsegg. But I can't afford them either. Manchester City have opened talks with Juventus over letting Calvin Phillips go on loan. Uh, Chelsea remain interested in 16-year-old Spanish defender Pau Gabarsi, who's played for Barcelona. Barca need to do everything to try and keep that kid. I've, I've only seen him play twice. He genuinely genuinely looks like he could play for the first team right now. He's so composed. He has he is a man's build already. And if they can keep hold of him, then having Kunde, Arejo, him and Balde as a defense to grow together and build together, three of them from well, two of them from their academy and one who joined quite young from uh, from Argentina, that would be a help. A hell of a group. They still need a defensive midfielder, though. 
That's the big need for Barcelona. Manchester United are targeting Serhu Garassi, okay? Uh, Hannibal Mejbri, yada, yada. Barcelona may offer Mason Greenwood the iconic number 10 shirt if he joins. He's not going to join Barcelona. Juventus are ready to offer Moise Keane in exchange for Charlie Patino, Patino of Arsenal. He's on loan. He's not... He, what? What? That's nonsense. Uh, Crystal Palace have made an inquiry for Eddie and Ketty, which was knocked back by Arsenal. Which tells me he's not going anywhere and they're not buying anybody in January. Certainly not a striker. Uh, Mikel Arteta is only willing to leave in, let, let Nketiah, Emil Smith-Rowe and Aaron Ramsdale leave if they receive big offers, which they're not going to get. Tottenham will step up their interest to sign Radu Dragazin, but face competition from Roma. I don't think Roma could afford him, being completely honest. Um, Borussia Dortmund's Algerian defender, Rami Ben-Sabayani, would be interested in joining Manchester United. I'd, I'd imagine he would be. Andoni Iraola is worried that Bournemouth's success could mean their best players leave. Dominic Solanke has been tracked by Tottenham. Um, hmm. I'd rather see him stay where he is. I also wouldn't spend big money on him in January if I was anybody because you're basing him on six months. He could fall off a cliff next month and go back to scoring five goals a season. You need a bigger sample size that this is who he really is. Liverpool and Manchester United have been told that Antonio Silva is not for sale in January. West Ham and Newcastle have been put on alert after Giovanni Simeone indicated he wanted to leave Napoli in January. Um, Newcastle don't really need him, but he'd make a lot of sense for West Ham. He'd fit well into how David Moyes wants them to play. And he is a good player. So... Yeah, I could I could definitely see him at West Ham. I think that is one that would make a fair bit of sense. I think that is everything for today, folks. Um, some of this is obviously going to be out of date because it's two days from now that this has been released, but I did want to put something out. Oh, we have two more bits of news here, actually. And we'll look at this as well. Uh, Galatasaray, <laughs> this is brilliant. Galatasaray and Fenerbahce were meant to play in the Turkish Super Cup final last night in Saudi Arabia. And the game had to be postponed because the Saudis wouldn't let them play the Turkish national anthem. The players didn't want to be there anyway. Fenerbahce were originally not going to turn up, but um, it's just a mess. Stop going to Saudi Arabia to play football games. Uh, And this is a big surprise. Carlo Ancelotti has signed a new contract at Real Madrid until 2026. His contract was due to run out at the end of this season, And the expectation was that he was going to go and manage Brazil. But he's decided to stay with Real. I think it's a good move for Real. It's a good move for him. The Brazilian national team is a mess. So I think he's better off staying there. Um, Right. African Cup of Nations and Asian Cup. They begin in a couple of weeks. The 14th for, well, it might be the 12th. In and around then. Um, So Premier League clubs are going to lose some players. So Bournemouth will lose Dango Oatara to Burkina Faso and Antoine Semenyo to Ghana. Hamad Traore was in the Ivory Coast's original provisional squad, but now will not be because he has malaria. Arsenal will lose Mohamed Elneny to Egypt, Thomas Partey to Ghana and Takehiro Tomiyasu to Japan. Aston Villa will lose Bertrand Traore to Burkina Faso, but he is injured, so I don't know if he'll go. Brentford will lose Saman Godos to Iran, Kim Ji So to South Korea, Frank Onyeka to Nigeria, and Johan Wiese to Democratic Republic of Congo. Brian Mboma was to be in the Cameroon squad, but he suffered the ankle injuries out for three months. He's not going. Simon Adingra is in the Ivory Coast squad, but not expected to go because he is injured. Tariq Lamptey will go with Ghana. Um, Mitoma is in the Japan squad, not expected to go because of his ankle problem. Um, Burnley, Basilio Reno will go to Ecuador, Guinea, Equatorial Guinea. He's in the 21 squad. So for, for Burnley, so he's not a first team player. Um, Lyle Foster was to be in the South Africa squad, but he has 
been withdrawn because he is dealing with some mental health issues. And hopefully, touch wood, Lyle Foster gets um, gets some help and turn things around. You know, it's never nice to see somebody going through what he's going through. He's a very talented young man, and hopefully, hopefully, he'll get a good support group around him, and they can help lift him back up. Nicholas Jackson will head off for Senegal, so Chelsea will be without him. Crystal Palace, Jordan Ayew will go with Ghana. Czech Dukuri obviously would be with Mali, but he's torn his Achilles, so he's not going. Uh, for Everton, it's Idrissa Ghana Gay going with Senegal. For Fulham, Fado Balo Toure will go with Senegal. Calvin Bassi and Alex Awobi both going with Nigeria. That's a big blow for them. For Liverpool, with Tarawendo, will go with Japan, and Mohamed Salah goes with Egypt. For Luton, Issa Kabore goes with Burkina Faso. Pele, Ruduk, and Panzu was expected to be in the Democratic Republic of Congo squad, but was not named in the final squad. Uh, no Man City players. Isn't that convenient? City don't own any African or Asian players. Odd. Sophie Amrabat will go with Morocco. Ahmed Diallo will go with Ivory Coast. Andre Onana will go with Cameroon in what is a boost for Manchester United. Uh, Hannibal Mejbri was not named in the Tunisia squad, which is, oh, he asked to be left out. Why did he ask to be left out? I have no idea. Why did he ask to be left out? That's very strange. Um, No Newcastle players either. Forest, Ola Aina goes with Nigeria, Sergio with Ivory Coast, Woody Bolly with Ivory Coast, Czech Koyate with Senegal, Musini Akate with Senegal is a big blow, as is Ibrahim Sanger with Ivory Coast. Uh, Sheffield United, Yasser Larouche will go with Algeria, Anis Ben, ben Slamin will go with Tunisia, Benny Traore was in the Ivory Coast provisional squad, but hasn't been named in the final squad. Spurs, East Basuma goes with Mali. Sun Hyung Min goes with South Korea. And Papi Matarasar goes with Senegal. Big, big blows for Tottenham. And then for West Ham, Nef Agard goes off at Morocco. Mohamed Kudus goes with Ghana. Max Cornet was left out of the Ivory Coast squad. Surprisingly, Saeed Benrama was not named in the Algerian squad. Not sure if he asked to be left out or what's happened there. And finally... Wolves will lose Wang Hee Chan to South Korea, Justin Hubner to Indonesia, Rene Nuri with Algeria, and Bubakar Traore with Mali. So now you're up to date. I will see you all, well, Tuesday, tomorrow for you. Take care of yourselves. Happy New Year. Podcast Network.